following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the final episode of the airing of Grievances. Uh, my name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and I am proudly joined by my two, two of my best pals, two of my favorite Star Wars loving folks. Uh, below me is uh, Mr. Brian Finch. Johnny's below me. Is he? I'll blow both of you if you pay me enough. Yeah, it's a nice circle jerk. <laughs> I'll give you some death. I'll give you some death sticks for that. Actually, you can't, you can't have a circle jerk with three people to try and get. How, how much spice can I get if I blow you? <laughs> not enough, pal. Not enough. Not enough. Um. Yeah, there's uh yeah Brian Fitch and Mr. Johnny Townsend. Hello. Hello. Welcome to this. Uh, what do we want to call this? What are we calling this? Is this the goodbye uh, for now? Goodbye for now episode of the airing of grievances. This is the um, who's a car- oh? This is the the Palpatine episode where <laughs> we're dead, but we might come back. Yeah, <laughs> somehow we might return. Somehow we might return. <laughs> it's going to take a lot of things to a lot of weird plot devices and random things to happen for us to come back. But it just may or may it just may happen. You never know. Um, we are, as we said, celebrating the last one. Of course, if you missed last episode, this is uh, uh, I'm going to be a dad in like a month, and shit's crazy. <laughs> it's just, it's still super super wild um, to comprehend. Uh, it's exciting. It's overwhelming. Uh, it's it's you know I'm just nervous all sorts of different emotions and uh and and I want to focus on that uh dad uh being a great dad whatever kind of you know a positive dad uh whatever I turn out to be uh, I'm excited for that and I want to hone in on that and podcasting um is time is going to be very very limited going forward so we decided uh last month that uh it'd be a good way you know this will be a good way to wrap up the the uh Good time and good way to wrap up this uh, this show that's been going on for what almost two years now. I think it's yeah. almost two years, right? Yeah, I mean the the idea is definitely over a year old. Um, so we're looking at by the time that we like actually recorded, we're gonna be just shy of that, I guess. Let me. Uh, I want to double check because I feel like we started in like May of twenty two. Yeah, we were dorky about it and cool at the same time by tying it into May the fourth. So yeah. we did. That's right, we did. I say cool. I mean, you may say dorky, but uh, cool. Yeah, for me. I think a dork is cool. Yeah, 
we we dropped it on on May May the third, like a couple of assholes. We didn't no, drop no. it, on, but we plugged it on. I the like fourth. it. I like that even better. <laughs> that sounds like we even get the date right. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. May the third be with you. <laughs> Uh, so we had a fun. We had we we came up with a very fun idea to kind of just discuss our love of Star Wars today. Um, it was kind of a combination of the three of us kind of putting our heads together and and doing something, uh, you know. And and I think it's a good. It, it's a perfect way to send off uh, this show, and uh, and really just get everything off our chest, right? Kind just kind of let let it loose, let loose. Yeah, on, more uh, of a, more of a happy episode, I think. Yes. Very yes. much so. Very no excited to, to do this. For sure. Uh, Brian, you want to run through the news? We got yeah, a couple big, of cool news stories today. Well, big news brought to us uh, by uh, EA slash LucasArts once again. Uh, they're going to be allowing us to play Battlefront on normal, average, everyday consoles that I don't have access to. But it's okay. You guys do. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Maybe someday, yes, yeah, super super hard nip moment going on for Matt over there. But yeah, Battlefront is going to be available for our, uh, all platforms, really. Uh, it will be on Xbox, Johnny confirmed. Uh, we know that it's going to be on the Switch. Yeah, uh, and PS5 as well. It's on PS5, so when I buy that in 5 to 10 years, I'll be able to play it again. <laughs> and screw that. My PS2 still works. I'll just bust out the old one. Hey, but, uh, my PS2 also still works. That thing's a machine, man. I've been playing my PS2 all week. I actually just brought all my PS2 games home from the studio because I'm just going to go on a tear. But it, yeah, it, it's like it's crazy because we, we did an episode not too long ago about our love of Battlefront, right? Um, you know, just discussing the video games. It's the original first two. It's not just the first one. It's the first two. Yes. And yes. they're actually adding a lot of stuff to it on top of that. Was well, I'm pretty excited. Me and Matt were discussing before we actually hit record that this is the first game that ever made me feel like I was actually a part of Star Wars. Like it did such a, a good fun job. And my memories of this game are really uh, embedded inside my brain. So I'm very excited for this. Yes, uh, it, it is. You know, we we talked about again the heroes, uh, the, the hero characters. Of course, the Jedi, Sith, bounty hunters, smugglers, whatever uh, you could play as. You know, the various the troopers. scum, the villainy. Yeah, yeah, the scum, the villainy, uh, <laughs> the aircraft. Like how cool that was. You could you can fight as a, you could just hop in a Tie Fighter and just go to town, and that was like super immersive. Um, and, and we all, you know, again, we all have fond memories of that. Brian, I think one of the first video game nights that we ever did, one that you came to, I think you and me kind of bonded a little bit over a game of Battlefront 2. And every video game night thereafter, I, I pull it out and 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 hope hope that somebody wants to do a match or something. It's it's uh it, it's a classic, and I'm glad that it's it's the the OG is getting you know that that re release. Yeah, it's a a game that kind of like supersedes the, the the Star Wars fandom and I think it a lot of people from our generation will recognize it as one of the first first person shooters that you kind of had like a cult following around like yeah. Smash Brothers at, at the same time over there on GameCube is like creating this cult following of its own you also I think simultaneously had people that like couldn't wait to hook up and and play like group parties with 
uh, all the battlefronts, which Absolutely. is, you know, it was harder to do back in the day because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the multi-tap did not work for this, right? It was only <laughs> two-player. I think it did. Uh, I think it might have only been two-player max. I could be mistaken. I want to say that I did I did like three or four at one point. Um, I'll double check to confirm that, but but even still, the head to head was pretty neat. Man, yeah, here's a, I was I was looking for this. I just found it. Um, it will be oh, it's coming out soon too. By the way, March fourteenth. Uh, yeah. So I love these surprise job uh, drops like this where you don't have to wait too long. Uh. 64 player online multiplayer. Yeah, that's insane. We will have some new maps. Also adding some new characters like uh Kit Fisto and the Vent- and Ventress is going to be on part of it. So uh I'm really looking forward to this. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh hopefully it's cross platform so Matt and I can get in some matches. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is very common now. Yeah. yeah. You, you see video games do this. Yeah, so uh, very excited for this. This is uh, Nintendo had one of their directs today, and it was like a third party direct, so none of their main games, but it was like, uh, you know, and this is the, they were the ones who I learned that this was happening. Uh, very excited for it. Uh, very much uh, a good day to be a Star Wars nerd, video game nerd, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for a sequel list trilogy of. Of Star Wars Battlefront games, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I just, I, I absolutely adore this game. I can't say it enough. Uh, you know, really, how great it is. Yeah, it's, it's iconic. It's gonna bring people together over Star Wars again, which is really cool. And this, this is the version that people, you know, clamor to. Yeah, the new Star Wars Battlefront Two is, is, is pretty solid. Me and Brian have played a couple versus matches. I played solo, um, you know, and such, but it. This is this is like a like a dream come true, like for 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 so many people to have this. I mean, God, can you imagine getting a sixty four player lobby? That's nuts. It's insane. <laughs> they don't even like. I think I think in the PS two era, the, the most units you can have on a field at one time is like thirty two, like six. Yeah, it was half that. It was definitely half that. Yeah. Uh, just imagine how fun it's going to be running around Hoth thirty two on thirty two. <laughs> People fighting over the snow speeders and ATSTs oh, yeah, yeah. and all that. Uh, it's 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 gonna be great. I yeah. I just I'm just all these features and stuff just got me so excited. So um, so yeah, very great time to be a Star Wars fan, video game wise. March 14th. I didn't know when the drop date was, but uh, I might just have to pre-order that right now. Um, <laughs> Just just get out of the way. So like when when I'm wait waiting, you know, after the the baby comes out, uh, be like, hold on, I'm playing Battlefront really quick. Uh, <laughs> now you're gonna be doing this in the delivery room while you're waiting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll be I'll be I'll be holding Amy's hand and just play. Hold on, hold on, wait a second. Give my hand back. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. I'm, I'm trying to get this checkpoint. Kind <laughs> of force choke this dude. <laughs> yeah so very very cool um got some other news and stuff today too uh with i thought my car alarm was going off uh bad batch mm-hmm. uh, I, I just want to let people know yeah. that you guys live in uh this is a behind the scenes where you guys live and i don't want to give that away but uh just last night 
when I was recording with another show with Matt, he thought he heard gunshots. And no, today, no, I didn't hear he gunshots. Thought- <laughs> it, it was I was trying to get RFK killed. Uh, oh, <laughs> satire, satire. No, I wasn't oh, trying yeah, to. Okay. It was, it was satire, a skit. Satire. It is satire. It is satire. It's a it, comedy show. It was okay. a skit. I wasn't trying to. It was a skit. Um, <laughs> let's see. Nine minutes in. Okay. Um, <laughs> what are we gonna do? What are they gonna do? Cancel this show? Um, <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, we can go so, all out now. So, but Bad Batch season three uh, started dropping today. I haven't had the chance to watch any episodes. Um, it. I probably literally just got out of work. I just got out of work not too long ago. Um, Johnny, you have had a day. You take your time. Yes, you've had a day. I've had so a day, as they say. Had, you have had a day. So we haven't had a chance to watch it, but the first three episodes dropped. Um, I I don't know if like, I did I'm see the I did see it. the IGN review for it. Yeah, uh, so it, they they reviewed the first three episodes. Didn't review the whole thing yet. Okay. So um, I was trying to see because Ahsoka uh, dropped at 6 p.m. So we're recording this at 4 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Uh, so I was trying to see, like, is this coming out tonight? Is it actually available? But either way, by the time that you're listening to this episode, you've probably already dived in. Don't spoil it for us. Don't find me on Facebook and ruin this because I may <laughs> not have watched it yet. I know a guy. <laughs> How do you do? <laughs> Amazing that. Uh, so it's pretty exciting. I, I don't know. The, the, the release has been kind of like, it's weird. It's underwhelming because I don't feel like it was hyped up or advertised. I felt like it was just like, oh, hey, Bad Batch is dropping. Which yeah, is, both that and the and Battlefront today. Both of those kind of feel like shadow drops in a way. Yeah. And I, it, yeah, I mean, especially a couple weeks out for Battlefront, but I mean, especially Bad Batch, like this is the final season of the show and, and, and there's there was minimal hype behind it. I'm sure there's been a release date for for some time, like a, a release date announced. But I just feel like it's 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 the hype has been very underwhelming. Yeah, it. I don't know if this is because they took a new direction with Star Wars as who has full reigns, and maybe some stuffs kind of got dropped because of it because I, I kind of feel like maybe that's what's going on as Filoni and Favreau take whole control over the new Star Wars universe I would imagine there's some hiccups where certain things that are left to certain people fell through the cracks and I admit like 100% I am disappointed that this isn't being hyped more um, I will fight tooth and nail to convince people that there was at least four episodes last season that were some of the best storytelling that Star Wars has ever done. Yeah. And, you know, that that's going up against some pretty stiff competition with the live action stuff and the fact that they're pulling it off once again in the CGI cartoon world, just like they did with Clone Wars, is awesome. Uh, I'm anxious to see where these boys end up because uh, we have no canon of them beyond what we're viewing uh, starting tonight. They're making yeah. their own canon, yeah. Right. So it's kind of cool. We'll find out. Maybe we, maybe they're just that's it. After this season, they're all gone. Maybe they're mm-hmm. not. Maybe they show up. Maybe we get a live action, you know, Bad Batch, and something else that comes up down the line. Wouldn't hate that. 
I wouldn't hate that. Um, yeah, I I think I almost want them to die. Me too. Which, <laughs> which like, it's not like a like this. I just love how you said that, especially Omega. Tick oi, tick. Um, chick. This is a this is a very morbid episode already. Um, so, and my th- feeling is that is like we have an, an, a solid emotional attachment to them. I there's too many characters that I feel just like kind of live and disappear, like they just disappear in Star Wars. There's a lot of those, and there's no like ending. Like I don't know. There's no ending. We never seen them pop up in Rebels. Like we don't see any, like, like give me that heartbreaker of an ending. That a lot of Disney stuff fails to do. No, I know. I know what you mean. Some characters, for them to almost in a weird way have their proper send off, kind of need that hero death in a way. Close, yes, closure. Yeah. Um. Like, like, and I'll give a comparison. It's another Disney property, but like Marvels, like Guardians, like yeah, uh, Guardians three. Like I, I thought that maybe a couple of them could have and I would have been like oh shit oh my heartstrings at the end of it you know what I mean yeah what and and there's a nice level of emotional te- you know uh connection to these these bad batch characters I need a nice heartbreaker ending from a from a Star Wars movie that that's a good heartbreaker ending and not like episode eight heartbreaker ending where I'm like why the fuck did I sit through all this movie and watch it and pay to see it <laughs> So, <laughs> I mean, they haven't shied away yet, you know. Yeah, we've already lost one member. So, yeah, true. That is true. Tick. I love saying his <laughs> name like Omega. Yo, tick. But I, um, I would imagine that this group is set up for that. This is this is their lot in life. Is that they were this experiment that wasn't even fully embraced by the Republic, and then the Republic decided. You know, once it was the Empire that they didn't need any of the clones, especially them. And then they've always just been kind of cool with we're going to do whatever it takes. And that's I mean, they were literally fun. made to be cannon fodder. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's 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 truth. So I, I, I'm excited. I'm going to I'll get started watching it tonight. Um, just kind of feel it out and see what you know. See what happens. Uh, do we know? I think you sent the picture, but how many episodes are this supposed to be, Briar? Three if you remember, there's three. three tonight. Tonight. But overall, overall, oh, forty-seven. Oh. <laughs> They're going big. Uh, I literally just had it pulled up. Did I, I hope so. Send it. Where did well, I send it? Fifteen. I'm gonna guess it's like nine. Twenty-two. It, hut, it hut. is. Oh no, it's fifteen. You're close. Oh, I said that. I got it. I got it. Fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen. I thought you said sixteen. I said a lot of. I I said like. Is it really fifteen? Yeah. Uh. So three tonight. Then starting every week. Uh. Every Wednesday, you get one episode. Up until. This takes us right to May the first. Oh, and may that be with us. May the first be with us. That's actually pretty cool. Okay. I didn't think we were getting so many episodes. That is like quite the ender. I don't know what happened here on the interwebs, but the first episode is called Confined, and the next two are called Episode 2, Episode 3. <laughs> <laughs> really creative. They just gave up. They just gave up. <laughs> so, 
I think that's it news-wise. Is there anything else you guys wanted to discuss? Is there anything that popped up? Uh, I'll just real quick. Uh, Samuel Jackson said he wants a Mace Windu uh, Disney show. He did say that. I don't know what you guys would think about that if that happened. It doesn't exist in canon yet, so I don't know. It's it's tricky. Do I want I want to see him have a good outing as Mace Windu one more? But it's I mean, like, he's not wrong when he said that we don't actually see him die. He gets just thrown out a window. We don't actually no, know. No and we've seen. Have. Obviously, I don't know about you guys, but I've seen Jedi literally survive some weird stuff. <laughs> True, and no one dies in Star Wars. In fact, I watch a Simpsons Simpson a Simpsons Star Wars short that may they kill off Maggie. And it's like it's all right. No one really dies in Star Wars. <laughs> she must got stabbed with a lightsaber. <laughs> the most non-lethal thing, unless you're quite on Jin. <laughs> what an unlucky bastard, poor Liam Neeson. <laughs> I will um, say before we talk about anything else in the main topic of this uh, show today, the final show. Uh, what do you guys think of Ventress's look in the the Bad Batch this year? Huh? Send me a picture. I, I actually don't know. Oh, you haven't seen her? Oh, no. Man. Johnny, you're going to have uh, I'm on it. Entertain I'm, the masses. I'm looking. I'll give my honest I'll, in the moment. I'll let Matt do it. Review. Yeah, she's got she's got hair. Yeah, she's got and hair. She, and she's got uh, a yellow lightsaber now. She does have a yellow lightsaber. I thought she died. I don't know why. I thought she died. Are we uh, sending me this picture? I got to give the review in, uh, in real trying. time. Real time review. On air. We'll do it live. All right, I got it. I got it. She kind of looks like she's a Karen. Like she's like, no. please excuse me, guys. No, this, this is she the said, 2000s skater girl. She does, she does look like a Karen. She looks like. Uh, can I speak to the manager? At, like, I feel like she's just walked into the Starbucks and she's mad that they didn't get an order right. Like they didn't. That's bullshit. This like is, she like she went. There into, are so many girls in my high school that had this haircut. I also think like she, that I think that uh, this is. Uh, the, isn't this the uh, the leads? <laughs> is this like the uh, what Avril, Avril Levine ended up? Yes. Being? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> she looks. She looks like she walked into Dex's diner from episode two and then complained that uh, one of the robots got uh, didn't didn't bring out her Jawa juice fast. She looks like she's the new um, quote unquote uh, more modern version of Lara Croft. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, this is um, uh this is interesting. With that being said, uh Wood Smash. Actually, <laughs> yes, ten out of ten. <laughs> if you take away like she kind of looks like Luke Skywalker a little bit. Oh, like, <laughs> ruining like, mine and Johnny's wet dreams for the rest. Well, I still I still would smash. It's twenty twenty four, it's cool, man. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, um, what is that? Uh, yeah, that haircut is not doing it for, I gotta say. Makes my lightsaber glow all the time (laughs) (laughs) all right y'all boys ready to get in the main subject for today yes yes all right so brian actually kind of gave the final like the cherry on top for this so brian kiss the chef's kiss per se uh brian why don't you explain a little bit what we're uh what we got going on today well, the creation of this show happened while Matt was teaching me how to edit episodes. And we were doing one live together. So if you don't know, 
when we put out these episodes, whatever podcast you're listening to, there's a fair amount of downtime while the episode's being rendered or it's been converted or compressed, whatever function we have to do to get this to your ears. Uh, sometimes, you know, you kind of have a little downtime while your computer is doing all the work. While doing so, Matt and I stumbled upon, because I, I don't even know exactly what in Star Wars we were discussing that was coming out at the time, but I jokingly said, I'm like, yeah, man, it'd be fun to do a Star Wars podcast, huh? <laughs> Matt went, yeah, it would. Do you want to do a Star Wars podcast? I'm like, oh, God, my wife will kill me if I try and start another podcast. Either way, got the blessing from the wifey, uh, created the show. Johnny heard about it. Johnny said we got to be a part of. And then what we did was we commiserated a little bit and said, I think that Star Wars sucks at times, but I love it. Does that make sense? And we both agreed yeah. it kind of makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It could be better. We all think that we can create like a perfect Star Wars universe where all the storylines work great and none of the characters disappoint us. Yeah, we, we like to fan book it. Yeah. Yes. So that's what this podcast was kind of created for. And I said, well, if we started on the negative to start, right, starting on the negative, why don't we finish positive? Why don't we talk about the things that we truly love and you cannot ruin? There's nothing you in my list. There's nothing you can do that can ruin any of these things I'm personally about to list yep. that I love about Star Wars. No directors, no producers, no Kathleen Kennedy, nobody <laughs> can ruin these things that I love about Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. So this is basically, we're going to do a top 10, each of us, of our favorite, most loved things in Star Wars is basically what this is. Very much looking forward to this. I I wonder how much overlap we're going to have. Very curious about that. I am too. Some of some of my like items are like very like they're kind of vague. Some of my choices are a little vague. Oh, some of my choices are actual moments in Star Wars. I did a little bit of everything. I did a little bit of everything. So I did you know you know behind the scenes like personal like experiences with Star Wars too. Um, you know certain moments. I. I, I mix it up because it's been like it's just been such an important part of my upbringing. So maybe I, I, I did it a little bit differently. Um, but there's there's so much to love about Star Wars. Yeah. So yeah. much to love about it. So I'm really excited to hear our lists. Right, who's um, going what? first? Yeah. I want Matt to kick it off. Okay. All right. I will happily kick it off. Um so my number ten favorite thing about Star Wars is uh Again, this is behind the scenes, but it's it's just the the brand itself, right? Of Star Wars and this this cool generational bond that people have with or, or surrounding Star Wars. So let me explain. Um, I love Star Wars because my dad maybe not loved, but enjoyed it. All right. We're coming into a new generation of people who grew up with the sequel trilogy, and that's their specific Star Wars. I love that I can talk to people of all different ages, backgrounds, um, you know, upbringings, and we can have a really, uh, for the most part, unless it's on the internet, uh, <laughs> or uh, aside from the internet, excuse me, um, where we can have a solid 
like just a fun conversation uh, about Star Wars. I just I did this episode with Dan uh, Torres on Eat Sleep List about a uh, it was like a love language, universal language thing, and you know you could you could see somebody with a Star Wars T shirt on walking and be like, hey, I, you know I like your shirt, and it's this it's this moment, it's this small moment of interaction and you bonded because of star Wars. And I think that is one of the coolest things, uh, you know, about this, you go to a, a comic book, you know, comic con, there's people in star Wars gear and you get excited and you want to take pictures with them and, and all sorts of stuff. I just think, I, I think, you know, the, the, the fan base gets a lot of negativity, but overall, I think the culture of star Wars is really cool that it's so multi-generational. And I, I mean, again, I have my, my kid on the way in, in a in a month or so, month and a half, and I can't wait to, to bring them up with star Wars and show them, you know, how much I love that and how much it's meant to me. So that'll be yeah. my number 10. Have you thought at all about how you will introduce them? Uh, I'm going to start with the, uh, Anakin and order 66 assault on the Jedi temple. And then, yeah, smart. The- I go then go from there. Smart. <laughs> Let them know whose balls right away. <laughs> Which Padawan is your favorite? <laughs> is it the one who talks? <laughs> Master Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, dude. I totally connect with that. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Go ahead, Johnny. All right. My number 10. Uh, I also wanted to make sure I'm kind of going across all Star Wars, not just the ones that I grew up on, right? So, uh, mine's kind of a mixture, too. So, uh, of course, I really love The Mandalorian, the first two seasons especially. I really like those quite a lot. Uh, but there's a certain scene that it keeps replaying in my head. And it, it's probably because I'm also a fan of the guy who I never would have thought would have been in a Star Wars, Bill Burr. You know, mm-hmm. Bill Burr is a comedian I really like. But he plays a character, Miggs Mayfield. And in season one, he seems like just a one-off character. But in season two, he comes back and plays a very pivotal role uh, in an episode. And there's this scene where him and Mando are sitting down. with, uh, And and you kind of see uh, Mayfield talking to one of the superior officers about a previous battle where a lot of people died. And as he's talking and the other guy's just dismissing it, right? Saying it was all for the greater good. You could just see the tension building up in Bill Burr's face. And I just kept thinking, man, I always liked Bill Burr, but I didn't know he could like, this is acting's on another level to me. He's got some range to him. Yeah. Got some range. And I replayed that scene multiple times. I even watched it again today as I was making this list. Uh, so that scene just stays in my head where, yeah, I mean, Star Wars can both be this goofy, fun thing, but it can also be this thing where this guy very obviously saw his friends die in front of him and realized what he was involved in, and it's staying with him, right? He's he's uh, he's just dealing with all this, and it finally builds up, and he can't take it anymore. Uh, just an incredible scene in Star Wars where it shows where he can have both the goofy, but also the serious and some incredible acting. Uh, so that's my number 10 is that scene especially but Mandalorian uh, as a whole I would probably throw it in there too yeah it's, I mean that's a great show I, right? I mean that's the first like Star Wars show not just a movie it was the first show uh, well I mean Clone Wars but like live action 
And yeah. it's it's such an that whole series is such an important part of uh, of Star Wars lore. And it's 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 one of the best you know storytelling adventures ever. And you know it's a really cool scene with with, with Bill Burr. I mean, all the celebrity cameos, right? It, not even just Bill Burr. Outside of that, there's so many. Um, it's it's cool that people want to be a part of it too. A guy like Bill Burr, who's yeah. stand up guy, Chappelle show. Uh, all sketch comedy. Famously like, said he doesn't get Star Wars. Famously yeah. has said that. <laughs> yeah, he heckled. He he heckled the Philadelphia crowd, and this dude wants to, it ends up being in Star Wars and having a pretty pretty memorable role like that. So yeah. that's a great pick. He kind of got the arc that I wish would have been elaborated more with Finn. You know what I mean? Yeah, a a, a guy that we are introduced to as a bad guy. And then as able to elaborate a little bit about why he now sees things differently. Yeah. hundred percent. A hundred percent. Mine's very generic. Um, I literally just want to thank George Lucas and anyone that's brought any positive impacts to star Wars for helping to make us nerds look cool. Uh, being a star Wars fan early on, wasn't necessarily a cool thing, but because it was so insanely popular and because it has generated so many offshoots, all the different brands of things, Legos, and the video games, books, whatever, comic books, all of it, you know, being a Star Wars fan is no longer looked at as like nerd. Like, no, it's actually kind of not normal to be a person. It's like, more mainstream for sure. I hate Star yes, Wars. Yeah. It's nerd stuff. Like, nah, bro, like there's a lot of nuance to it and there's a lot of storylines that anyone can get involved in and appreciate. I mean, if you were to bring up, you know, the Bill Burr scene to someone and not even tell them that it's a Star Wars thing, the emotions still work a thousand percent. So that I I just like like the number 10 thing that to start out this list for me was like, it was cool to be a nerd because of Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, no Agreed. doubt about it. I mean, I remember growing up with that '70s show, and they make fun of, uh, right? It's Eric, yeah, Eric Foreman. He had a Star Wars toys, and they they would be like this running gag where they just make fun of him uh, for it. And they do angles for it, and now it's like it's it's just the coolest thing. Um, it's it's really tremendous that how you know how much it's it's come around, and just the the the, fo- the following you know Star Wars celebration and all this stuff. It's you know, a whole land dedicated to it in Disney World. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy yep. how much far it's come. Excellent choice, gentlemen, for your number 10s. Uh, my number nine, I have uh, – I actually went three specific video games on the list. I'm going to spread them out but I because I have fond memories with a lot of them, uh, w- with each of them. Some of the other, po- like, media formats are a little bit more vague, but the, the, there's – there's a lot of bad Star Wars video games out there, and I wanted to highlight some really good ones. Um, my number nine is uh, a game that I bonded with with friends over, uh, my dad, uh, uh, my cousin, and it was like one of the first Star Wars – I think it might have been the first Star Wars game I ever played. Uh, it was Star Wars Jedi Power Battles. And yeah. if for episode one, you could be Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, Mace – Windu, Eddie Gallia, and Plo Koon. I think you can unlock Darth Maul. I'm not really sure, but it, it was this fun, like arcade style playthrough video game for, you know, that covered episode one. And like, it, 
got to keep in mind, episode one is technically my first Star Wars, if you don't count the re-release of A New Hope. Um, So this is all just, just you know, just overwhelming, all the merchandise. And, and then here we got a, a sweet video game. It's got a fun playthrough, and and there's a score, and, and, and all the music, you know, from it. It was just so... It was just really, really enjoyable uh, to have to, to bond over. It's always great to bond over video games, but to bond over a Star Wars video game was really, really cool. And I'm, I that one, yeah, I, that would be my first Star Wars game ever. I think maybe Masters of Terrace Kasai. That game is terrible. Um, <laughs> that might that might be kind of close to it, but my first good Star Wars game uh, was Je- was Jedi Power Battles, and it's uh it's got a, a it, I'm I'm thankful for it because it it did such a better job of Star Wars in a video game than the actual Episode One Phantom Menace game played. I don't know if I, you guys played it. Yes, yeah. The pacing uh, is really bad. It's kind of janky too. Little janky, little little rough. Yeah, um, this is so much better. So yeah, that would be it. That's a good pick. Good pick. Uh, like my number nine kind of relates to what Brian's number ten was a little bit, and I can just pull it down to Yoda. And I'm saying that because I have, when I was a kid, I loved Star Wars, and then I kind of grew out of it a little bit. And when I got into high school, there was this group of but a group of guys who. Um, I really liked being around. I thought that they're, I considered them the, the cool guys, whatever you want to say. Uh, and they happened to also just love star Wars and they would quote Yoda all the time. And it's specifically because of them. And they would bring back, you remember guys remember those books where they were like, there were star Wars books, but each one would be like every star Wars vehicle. Another would be like every star Wars character. They would bring those to school and go through them, and we would look through them and stuff. So it's just cool. such a very fond memory to me. And on top of that, these were what I would consider the cool kids in school <laughs> on top of that. And that just, was, and I was like, man, I, you know what? I forgot how much I love Star Wars, and they brought all that back to me. Uh, so, and and especially because of Yoda. I definitely remember, uh, shout out to David if he ever listens to this, was a big Yoda guy. He loved Yoda, and he would always bring Yoda up all the time. And I was like, man, and he made me, he made me think, I forgot how cool Yoda was, you know? Uh, so like that just brought back all these memories and just that moment, uh, not only a fun memory from high school, but also just from, uh, you know, we all kind of, I mean, Matt and I've talked about this with pro wrestling where you kind of grow in and out of it through phases. Yeah. Uh, I'd done that with star Wars. I'd kind of like, not that I hated, I'd never hated it, but I've kind of, you know, there weren't any movies out, no movies were out. Uh, there wasn't really anything on TV or anything like that. And I was like, yeah, Star Wars is fine and all. But then it all came rushing back when it became quote unquote cool again because of these group of fellas in high school, uh, that I just wanted so desperately to be a part of. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's true. Yoda rules. He sure does. He sure does. That is a great choice. And it's it just a cool memory that, you know, it, it, it happened with, with over friends. Like, and those compilation books, I, I used to bring those to school all the time and I used to get like picked on for it. And you like, you had like a group of friends that kind of bonded over that. I think that's the coolest thing. So um, that's a great memory. And yeah, Yoda's awesome. Uh, you know, kid and ET dressed up as him. It's yeah. he's such a, it's so quotable. Uh, even when Star Wars is in a down period, people still talk backwards like Yoda. And I think yeah. it's great. So great choice, my friend. 
you kind of lead me into my number nine there. You said quotable, and it's just the movie quotes. I I love how quotable a lot of these are. So you know, Yoda with his backwards speech is so cool, and you know, everyone loves to do the Darth Vader voice and the iconic lines that Han Solo's constantly dropping. You know, with uh, or even you know, Princess Leia's got some great one-liners too. Uh, when she calls Chewbacca a walking carpet, carpet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and everybody loves the, I love you. And I know. So I, yeah, it's, it's the movie quotes. They last. It's so Queen long. of Adala herself. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, it weird how, isn't it weird how like certain just throwaway lines in a movie can just stick with you? I don't know why. I think it's just because that guy acted that line out in that Star Wars where he does that like he's Count Dracula and I can't it it's it lives rip free in my brain. <laughs> well and so many things have been applied to you know you now you have Jar Jar Binks. You know, what if Jar Jar Binks was, you know, portraying the Terminator? Or what if Jar Jar Binks was portraying <laughs> you know, you can literally just insert his speech. I just watched a clip literally last night of George Lucas complaining about how he's like, I don't know how people look at Jar Jar and think he's Jamaican. I'm like, bro, he literally, he is Jamaican. You don't hear it. Like, how do you not hear this? That you accidentally created a iconic Caribbean alien. Like what's yeah. wrong? With you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The bad quotes, even all the bad dialogue that shows up in episode two, you know, it, even the scene monologue and even all the Padme, Padme lines that just feel like they fall a little short have become fun for us Star Wars fans to make fun of. Even the ones we don't enjoy, I like bringing up sand, this cause. <laughs> it gets everywhere. Yeah, you could just enter them into a random conversation and nine times out of ten people like, and they get it. They like yeah. they, they 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 catch on to it like oh, you, you immediately know what kind of group of people you're around if somebody says sand and then somebody reacts to it uh, yes. in like an yeah. Anakin sort of way yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, it's amazing great choice yeah quotes are a, a a great one I can listen I go on YouTube and just listen to Star Wars quotes all day like I'll pick a character and just listen to them to talk and it's 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 moving so very good. All right, on to our number eight, gentlemen. Um, so I've been very fortunate to have a birthday in the month of May. And for three Star Wars films, well, maybe four technically, but I didn't see it, uh, the, fourth, the fourth one. But for the three um, that were my generation of Star Wars, the prequel trilogy, um, they released in the month of May. So it was a it was an excuse to go to the movies, especially when I was younger, didn't have my own money. You know, going to the movies was a big part of our, our birthdays uh, growing up, and uh, not so much anymore, but a, a little bit. But but back then, when I was eight, eleven, fourteen, I think that's about the age range. Yeah, that sounds about right. About the age range that I was at uh, when those when when episodes one, two, and three came out. It was such a big deal because, you know, I, all right, we're going to the movie. Like going to the movies is, is a special occurrence. Um, it, it was a lot more affordable back then too, but it was like this big, massive deal. So uh, they usually dropped around May. Um, 
you know, seen episode one. I think I seen episode one twice. Once with my dad and sister, and once with my mom. She was pregnant with my little brother when episode one came out. So that was pretty cool. I honestly seen most of the prequels twice all over. I think I seen them all at least twice. But it was just really cool that to me, Star Wars meant birthday, and birthday meant Star Wars every three years. Uh, so that that was cool. That was always cool. And it was always the connection, too, because my dad went and seen that that Chinese theater out in uh, the original one out in California, which that's I think a, is like the coolest thing. That's, like, uh, that's so jealous. Awesome. Yeah. So jealous. So but that'd be my number eight. Was he out there visiting your great uncle? Uh, I don't know if that was the plan, but they used to go. They used to head out to California all the time. Like, I'm so jealous of his vacations. They would get in their like station wagon and they would do cross country road trips, like go just driving straight across, go to see the St. Louis Arch, go see Mount Rushmore, and go to like go to California. They, I'm sure seeing the Uncle Pat was part of it, but they'd go to like Disney, they'd see they'd see everything, and it was it was it was really cool. And I think my grandfather lived out there uh, for a couple years for work, uh, amongst other things. You know, my uncle like on the way there. Uh, he would go see like Kansas City Royals games. Like he would go out, and, and that would be a thing to do. Like, how cool would it be to just take two weeks out of life and just take a cross country road trip? I can never afford to do that now, never. Yeah. But yeah, uh, really, really neat that we have that you know connection. But yes, May, uh, the month of May, birthdays, Star Wars. So go hand in hand for me. It's gonna nice. be May. <laughs> <laughs> and then the sequel trilogy stunk because they came out in December. Yeah, <laughs> that's why, that's yeah, why they did. Doing. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. All right. My number eight is the Obi-Wan Anakin fight in episode three. Beautiful. Uh, I, you know, growing up with the original trilogy, um, especially in the first movie, the original movie, there's not a, I mean, lightsabers are cool, but you know, that fight is what it is <laughs> of its time. I kind of think that this fight in episode three is sort of the pinnacle of what we all hoped a really cool lightsaber duel would be. Yep. And this thing is done so well. And it even ends in the iconic moment of don't do it. I have the high ground, right? Like and we, we quote that constantly speaking of quoting stuff. Uh, so it's just this fight in general. I can watch this fight multiple times. It's so well done. Uh, I, I just, it's just so uh, just seeing these two, it's just cool. It's just a cool spectacle. Even. Of these two lightsabers just like going back and forth, they're trying to uh, to take each other out in a way, and it's just incredible and really well done. And I don't, for some reason, I feel like it doesn't get enough love. I don't think enough people talk about it enough. How cool of a fight it is! It doesn't, and I don't understand that. It is to, in my, and I'm obviously biased, but in my opinion, the best choreographed fight in cinematic history. Like I'm talking. Rocky and those those movies are kind of sloppy, but like rock like Rocky, Lord of the Rings, like all this stuff. I feel like that's the best. No holds barred. Yeah. No holds barred. <laughs> Dookie, because uh, there's just so much story behind it. There's so much story and emotion behind it, and it, it's like what I would love to watch that for the first time over again. Yeah, it's me too. it's it still amazes me. But man, you, like I'm trying to picture myself in the eighth grade watching that for the first time and just just being awestruck by what I'm witnessing. So I I think that's a great choice, Johnny. 
Absolutely. To give uh, the man his due, the fight choreographer for the prequel movies is a man by the name of Nick Gillard. Yes. Uh, Nick Gillard was Mark Hamill's stunt double for The Return of the Jedi. Awesome. I, I did not know that. I knew of Nick Gillard, but I didn't know he's a stunt double. That's crazy. Uh, he has movie. He famously, I believe, was all the scenes of the headless horseman in Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. That's I love Nick that Gillard, movie. I believe. Wow. Uh, he was uh, has movie credits for Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Raider of the, Raider of the Lost Ark, uh, and Last Crusade. And he is a he he is a Jedi character in the Revenge of the Sith game. Um, Sin Dralig, they call it. Yes, which is just his name kind of like mixed up. It's backwards. It's all it is is backwards, yeah. Man. Uh, So cool. Yeah, that's unsung heroes of the fight uh, choreographers for movies. I mean, I I know Madison definitely agrees. I don't know if we've ever said it on this show, but his his great uncle, who we kind of mentioned earlier, did some very famous uh, movies doing that, like Karate Kid and such. So, yeah. uh, it's uh, it's a uns- they're unsung heroes because you can definitely tell when a fight isn't like it doesn't it's not feeling right compared to when they are. Uh, so and and then this this lightsaber duel just really worked for me for sure. Yeah, and people have been begging for him to make his return, but uh, he has yet to be brought back, which stinks. Number yeah, nine for me is an oldie but newie at the same time. This is kind of fun. Uh, because of Matt's love of reading and books and collecting, he kind of sparked my interest in reading Star Wars books again. Uh, way back in the day, I read a bunch of them uh, when I was a kid. When I was in those the in between times that Johnny was talking about, where there was no movies and there was not even close to an idea of a TV show or anything like that, there was this huge dead period as a child uh, where there was no Star Wars, except there were books. And they were really fun to explore what was going on with Luke and Leia and Han and the crew. And all those were super fun. But then I kind of just completely dropped those, stuck to just the movies and whatnot. And then it, thanks to Matt, uh, my interest in Star Wars books was rekindled. And it's not a plug. I'm not getting paid by them. I swear to God. Uh, no Kindle sponsorship here. But um, I do love collecting them, um, even if they're in audio form now. And uh, the books are fun, man. Give them a shot. They're really good. It, it leaves a lot to the, the imagination. I, I I do have books on my list at some point, um, but it, there's so much imagination that that just flourishes when you read like when you read these books. They, all these different alien creatures and and whatnot. You got to use your imagination. You're picturing like your your stamp and Mark Camel's Luke Sky Skywalker to you know, something that we, you know, like the original Thrawn trilogy or something like that. And it's, 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 it's a really cool person, you know, perception. I, I, I adore books. I'll go on a, not like a mini tirade, but you know, it's just, I'll explain further, but I, the books are tremendous. Great choice. Thank you. All right. Uh, My number seven is another video game. Uh, that has brought myself and others together. I actually remember the first time I played this one, my cousin Nico, he was going through a bad breakup. And I was like, oh, you know, let's just, 
come on over, stay the night. You know, we'll go, let's go to, well, let's go to Blockbuster and pick up, buy a video game. We'll, we'll play it for the night. And I think it was on, I had it on the Wii. Yes, I had it on the Wii. And it ended up being, it was Lego Star Wars, the complete saga. And we just spent all night just like, I mean, we were up. We got Mighty Taco, which, Johnny, you don't know about Mighty Taco. It's a local delicacy. I mean, it's just tacos with the word Mighty in front of it. There's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of, cool, there's a lot of cool stuff to it. Um, it. It's not a bad place. We were, we, we went, got Mighty Taco, and we spent like, we went from like nine, like nine o'clock to like two in the morning, just playing Lego Star Wars, and just hanging out and chatting and, and and making them forget about you know, it, it, you know, and it was so cool. And I mean, the Lego Star Wars games too are just are really neat. It's like it's literally like playing with your toys, where you can cross interact different characters. Like, oh, let me just play as Count Dooku in this. Episode five battle against Darth Vader. Let me just plug him in there. And it was it was really tremendous. I love the complete the complete saga. I thought the complete saga was very good. I didn't I I enjoyed the newer one too. I just feel like the original level based one was just uh it, for me it works it worked a lot better. Um uh, but Lego Star Wars games in general, I think are some of the best uh best ways to to play and experience Star Wars genre. So uh that would be my number seven. Well, you know, I agree with you completely there. Of course. Uh, I've actually been going back through and uh, trying to 100% the Lego games that I have. Yeah. And it takes way more than you think. There's so much to do in those games. So, uh, it's it's an undertaking, but very fun. Yes, worth it. Definitely worth it. All right, my number seven, uh, I'm going back to the newer stuff for this. I rewatched this scene multiple times today, too, and it still gets me. Uh, Like, it's just this emotional... it's a scene that makes me emotional uh, as I'm talking to Matt just leaves me hanging. <laughs> uh, as I go on this, uh, this is what this emotional thing means to me. Uh, one of my closest friends just walks off the set. <laughs> he only signed up for three topics. Yeah, uh, he's done. And then the fourth was a bonus for you. And then he's. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna blame it on. He's gonna. He's gonna blame it on the dog. Watch this. Yeah, yeah. He will blame it on the dog. You yeah, it was the dog. He was looking at me like really goofy. So, so he had to go. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, so, I just gave him a treat to shut him up. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, so my number seven. Uh, like I was saying, uh, this scene especially really, really hits me emotionally and. I do think that in the canon of Star Wars is one of the most important events when it comes to Star Wars. Uh, and I know it's from a show that Matt can never get through. Oh, Jesus Christ. But my number seven is Andor, and it's the uh, Marva speech that she gives. She's already dead. She's already passed away. But uh, it's like her hologram. She left a message for everybody. And it's just to spill it up. About the Empire. Not- yeah, about the Empire. About where um, we've all been sleeping, and that's what the Empire needed is for us to sleep so it can kind of get its hands like it's rust. It's all these great lines that she has in this. And you see the crowd, these people, these characters that you've come to know because of the show. You can see her words really building up in them. And on top of that, the music and the score in the background is is slowly building up as well. And it's And it's just such a well-done scene. 
And this moment is just for me the epitome of Star Wars. Like this should be like somebody's doing a timeline of Star Wars events for per canon. This has to be one of those on there as one of the most important because it feels like it's an important part of uh of the rebellion is this especially. And um and I get Matt's uh not wanting to watch it. It's a slow burn for sure. I can't argue against that. But I think it's well worth it, just literally for this scene. I, I did watch the scene. scene. I did watch the scene specifically. It's very good, so I, it, I agree with yeah, you. It's very awesome. I love it a lot, and it still kind of hits me. I watched it today, and it was still kind of making me a little, a little misty eyed. So it's done so well. Very good. Do you know they toyed with using the line "fuck the empire." Yeah, I, I heard that, which they <laughs> <laughs> would have worked for me. I gotta say, it, would, it wouldn't have taken away. You know. No. What I mean? It would have been like almost in a way of like really punching it home. Like, listen, because she did everything. She did everything but say that, basically, right? And like, Andor was purposely written with adults in mind. Yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't enjoy it because I am not an adult. <laughs> great point. Great point, though, Johnny. I if there was any, because that's even that's if you line up the timeline. I think that's pre-Rebels. I think so too, right? Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, it is. I think it's a couple years. I have to Google it, but yeah. Yeah. Dang. Good stuff, well, Jenny. Mine is, once again, going to be super generic here. I couldn't possibly think of listing all of them just because I was so in and out of these, but uh, it's the video games of Star Wars. I mean, I, I go back all the way to the Super Nintendo games. Yeah. Oh, I had Super Return of the Jedi, which is so stupid to look at the logo. You didn't need to add Super, guys. Everybody knows we're playing the Super Nintendo. <laughs> whatever. Um, You know, starting there, going all the way up to, you know, Matt letting me borrow his Switch and, and playing the Lego series on there. Yep. You know, I've experienced them on so many different platforms. Obviously, we all have one that we put above all the rest. It's the reason we did a whole episode about Battlefront. It's why we just gushed at the beginning of this episode about Battlefront. But um, it's the video games, just like the books, that like kept the fandom chugging along. And it was content when there was no content to consume. And it, it kept the fandom for myself like alive and well. And it was actually kind of fun in a way because we had stuff like the first real introduction of the high Republic, you know, you know, Knights of the old Republic, like times like that's super fun that there were video games based on that when there wasn't a whole lot to go off of. Yeah. There were books, but there was no idea of making a movie or anything out of it. Like we're eventually going to get. So those uh, video games and I I was like, I, I had written down battlefront and then I was like, yeah, but I kind of just want to, Put them all in a bucket. I'm like, thank you, all you video game creators, for keeping the brand alive when there's nothing else going on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh, there's a lot. There's a pretty good sized list of like, like great Star Wars video games. Again, I as I said for mine, there's a lot of doozies, uh, but the great ones really stand head and shoulders, and like, and like, not just Star Wars games, but video games. Period. Like they're just trendsetters, you know, with with whether it be Battlefront, whether it be 
Jedi Fallen Order, whether it be Force Awakens, uh, no matter what, they're always like they're always highly regarded as some of the best. Uh, you know, just video games in general at the time, you know, of all time. So, yeah, I think it's a great choice. All right, moving on to number six. I am going to go with. Uh, I couldn't pick out a specific one, a specific brand, um, uh, but I'm going to go with Star Wars toys just in general. Uh, yeah, there's so many cool ones. Uh, I I grew up, you know, I didn't have like me growing up. I didn't have a brother until I was a little bit older and maybe playing with toys. You know, wasn't like I, I kind of grew out of it a little bit until he got old enough to play with him. But dude, like my when my dad was working, you know, my my mom sure shit wasn't gonna get sit on the floor and play Star Wars toys with me. Uh, my sister didn't like it. I, if I, my cousin came over, I was very fortunate. But like I grew up on Star Wars toys. Uh, you know, just having these wild and crazy adventures in my little, you know, toy my, in my toy room or toy area, uh, the bedroom. To, depending on where I was at, but my dad gave me all, you know, he didn't have every one of them, but he, he gave me as many of his original star Wars toys that he could find. So I had like an episode four Luke, you know, I had Dengar, I had, uh, original Han Solo. Uh, we found a Yoda in our pipes. Uh, I think I told that story. We <laughs> yeah. legit found an episode five Yoda, like in, in one of the pipes in the basement. Um, but these things would keep me occupied, and I, I loved it so much that when I started making my own money, I would actually buy them and collect them. Uh, you know, because I thought there may be some value in them. There really isn't because they they mass produced all the prequel stuff. But, um, you know, I I had at least I had that. You know, I didn't have a neighborhood full of friends. Uh, so Star Wars like toys were it, it got me through those. You know, Christmas break when when I got nobody around. You know, or, or coming home from school, uh, or nothing to do on a weekend, I'm gonna go play Star Wars toys and let my imagination soar. So, uh, the toys in general, um, you know, uh, that'd be my number six. Yeah, I have very fond memories. Uh, one of my favorite toy memories is when they were putting out the lightsabers, the uh, in in like Walmart and stuff. And I remember when I saw a Darth Maul lightsaber and how excited I got that I finally found one and I had to get it. Still have it to this day. I think rules. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. That thing, that thing was so cool. Wait, I I want the, uh, I always wanted the force effects one, the really, the really long one. They look so yeah. cool. When, when people like hang them up on the walls and such, Ugh, I'd kill for Matt, it. Matt length, length doesn't matter. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number six is the just the spectacle that is the battle on Hoth from uh, Empire Strikes Back. I have very fond memories of seeing that movie for the first time, and my little kid mind being blown away when these giant walking behemoths of machines start making their way and just start just destroying and shooting at my heroes. Right. Uh, and such, and it's such an iconic moment that it actually comes back in a Captain America movie later with Spider-Man. Right. Like, uh, like that's one of my favorite lines in that movie. Yeah. It was where Spider-Man, Hey, you remember that? You remember that very old movie where they did this? And I was like, Oh man, I do. 
but just just that moment to me is quintessential Star Wars is the battle on Hoth there. It's just such a a great fun scene and oh uh, man, just just seeing those they kind of introduce I kind of think that one of my all time favorite movies is Jurassic Park. Yeah. And there's a a scene before you see the T Rex. Uh, they cut to the water and the water and you hear the footsteps and the water kind of shakes a little bit. Mm-hmm. I sort of felt like they kind of took that cue from uh, Empire when they, when these uh, these giant ad ads are about to make their their debut yeah. type of deal. So I just really love that. And I just have a very distinct memory of being a little kid being blown away at these things and how cool they looked. It, dude, it was fun. It's fun to play that level in Battlefront. Have you ever seen – somebody made a – well, there's a video of it, but a full-on Hoth battle diorama or diorama. Oh, I'd have to see it. this. Yeah, they have lights. They built like a the Hoth like rebel base, like, and they have different rooms, so you can see like they create a little different scenes. I'm gonna it, remind me. I'm gonna try and find it, and uh, I'll send it to you. It's it's impressive. Yeah. They just, just huge. I want to see it for sure. Yeah, massive like like a kitchen table size diorama, maybe a little bit smaller than that, of the Hoth battle scene. Um, it's, 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 it's one of the classics. So yeah, that is a great choice. My friend, great, really cool piece of cinematography there. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, that's back when that I knew how to do special effects. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cheap bastards. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's easily one of the most iconic battles in star Wars. If not the most iconic battle. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Even even though our our heroes get their asses absolutely handed to them, yep, they do. They have to run away. <laughs> uh, we kind of match here, Johnny. In a way, I have space battles, something that I didn't necessarily need as a Star Wars fan. I mean, the way I was introduced to it, though, is you know, me and Johnny, we both have said on the show many times that Return of the Jedi was our first Star Wars movie we can remember watching. And think about that like a sky just full of all these spaceships battling over to, over the moon of Endor. You know, it's such a fun way of cementing this sci fi reality. Um, there are other things that will come on my list which are very more unique to Star Wars. You know, there's nothing unique about two spaceships lining up and just bombarding each other and having a space battle, but I think they did it the best. Yeah, it's a shot of Star Trek, Johnny. I don't care. And uh <laughs> I I do I like the sound they effect. Did it, they did it this the splashiest for sure. Yeah. They even though none of it makes sense in reality because there's no sound in space. Yeah. But <laughs> but you know just listening to the intro of the song or this um our song is loaded with all these sounds you would have heard during these space battles the tie fighters the x-wings you know the iconic um depth charge or whatever that they they this what are those called they call those oh man um i think they are called depth charges yeah when they just drop them and they blow up yeah boba fett's dropping them to try and yes blow up the asteroids and stuff like that yes Very iconic sounds that all tie in specifically to battling, fighting spacecrafts in space. Yeah. 
I mean, those ships are iconic now. Like all those different types of ships are just such iconic vehicles in pop culture. Yeah. yeah. Slave one, slave one, slave one, slave one, slave one, slave one. <laughs> You're going to get us canceled. I don't care. Slave one, slave one. I can't wait to mute that out every time. <laughs> I'm going to put a beep. <laughs> put a beep every time. <laughs> I, I that would make me so downloaded. happy. <laughs> I have a beep downloaded on, on my computer. I'll send it over to you. Okay. <laughs> oh man, that'd be so funny if you do that. I might. I very well might. I'll, I'll let the first one slide so everybody knows what's going out of that. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Um. Very good. Canceled. Canceled. Yes. <laughs> Ex- uh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's go with my number. Uh, let's on to our number five, gentlemen. This is where I have the books. Uh, you know, I I grew up. You know, reading all these books, these uh, uh, I think like Jude Watson was the author of these Star Wars Jedi Apprentice books, and you know, I just I'm following the the journey of Obi Wan and Qui Gon together, um, and then eventually Anakin and Obi Wan between the movies, you know, learning about how they grew closer together, and eventually became grew to like the novels and stuff, and it was just, you know, I I get a little picked on if I I. I I got bullied out of reading when I was younger and it, it was kind of shitty. Um, but I did like when I did read, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And star Wars was the primary thing that I was reading all the time. I would pick up whatever I could and read. And it was, it was nice filler content, you know, like the toys, you know, you know, like the video games, just, just picking up the books. I got a whole shelving unit at the studio filled with star Wars books um, that I've been collecting since I was younger. And, and some of it, newer um i've read a lot of good ones in the last couple of years you know the the last year especially with the thrawn trilogy uh brian you gift me with that awesome master and apprentice book uh you know i there's a nice brotherhood book just so many different books over the years and honestly like after watching the movies if you go back and read the like official novels there's so much more to them like episode three novelization is so much better after you watch episode three. There's so many more intricate details. Um, and again, you let the imagination run wild. Uh, and it gives more depth to some of these characters too. So the books in general, uh, I love it. I have a couple that I still got to, I still got to read yet that are sitting in my closet ready to go uh, on deck. And it's, I'm glad, I'm glad I found reading again. And I'm glad that, you know, star Wars has become uh you know, I'm back on the Star Wars book trend. So uh, that is my number five. Love that. Nice. Nice. Like uh, my number five is actually the music and the score from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's so good that I, uh, I'm i probably considered a sort of a music snob. Our, fr- our friend Andrew likes to point that out because uh, my favorites are just these bands nobody's heard of. He's a history snob, so don't let him don't let him bully. You. Well, I'm also a history snob, so I guess it uh, works out. But it, it's it's the first the first soundtrack to anything that I ever got yeah. was Episode One. I got it on cassette tape oh. and played it. That's how uh, that's how I didn't I didn't yet have a CD player for myself, so I had to get it on cassette tape. And I have very fond memories of just sitting down and listening to the Duel of the Fates. You know, just how cool that song just in itself was. Not to mention all of John Williams' score in, in general. Yeah. Just how incredible it is and how 
it takes this thing that's already awesome, the Star Wars thing, and just really makes it complete. Uh, this music does. It's just so iconic. And uh, I mean, one of my favorite things to do in Fortnite is I have um, the I have Darth Vader's March, the music that plays for that. Yeah, and my guy will emote. He'll do that Darth Vader march, and he'll play that song and play that music, that score, and it's just so cool. And I love just doing goofy things like that because that music is so freaking good, and still holds up today. It's so awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's iconic. It makes an appearance on my list too. It's uh, it's it's the backbone of of Star Wars. I think it it really truly is. Say, everyone likes to be, pick like a band. Or something that's like the music they generate, like their childhood. Nah, it's John Williams. Yeah, I mean, and, and uh, I mean, they famously George Lucas said when he was making the first one, "A New Hope," where it wasn't really until John Williams' score kind of came in where he was like, "Oh man, we have something here." Yeah, yeah, it's powerful stuff, man. He's he's John Williams is the goat. Uh, legend comes to legend. Him. Yeah, so good. Oh yeah. My childhood is is molded by his music. Yeah, yeah. mine too. Yes, I could just win John Williams here, really. Yeah. Oh, easily. Right. Yeah. But I mean, uh, even the newer stuff, like uh, Mandalorian's theme, is incredible. You know. So we had this it, discussion with when the Obi Wan show came out that the that the music has been struggling with a lot of the different things. Yeah. Uh, but like, man, certain the certain one like it stands out. Like I think the Obi Wan show, the music was kind of blah. But like Mando is really good. I think Ahsoka had some pretty good music. Um, some of the other shows have had, had some really iconic songs. It it so important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when it comes to when it comes to telling the Star Wars story. Uh, number five is where I'll have toys. Excellent. And you know everything that you said, everything that anyone has ever said about Star Wars is. You know, being able to bring the movie alive with whatever toy it is, has always been one of my favorite things to do as a child. Uh, it's one of the things that, you know, that when when my wife wonders why I need to have things that are toy related and nerd related, I'm like, they just go hand in hand. You yeah. you just don't get it. It's it's and now you know Matt's behind me. You can see that I've I've got my Thrawn. You know figure in in box and it'll never leave this box now and that's how i you know and i i picked myself up a star wars plushie there there's a vader plushie behind me <laughs> um toys just help to remind you of stuff it's it's nostal- living's nostalgia without having to sit down and consume it like sitting down and watching a movie is a two-hour commitment sitting down and and listening to the, the scores from john williams is you know, a little bit of a commitment. Sure, you could be doing other things, working out or at work or whatever. Yes, but with with toys, it's really just a glance. It's it's looking at it, and you can have a moment, a memory. You can have a friend, you know, that you think of. It's not even like, as I've said on the show, like I didn't have a ton of Star Wars toys. I didn't, for whatever reason, as much as I loved it, I didn't go out of my way to collect them like I did Turtles or Jurassic Park or. Ghostbusters even like I didn't go out of my way to collect Star Wars for whatever reason but the ones I did I held on to and they're important to me you know I had the Micro Machines minifigures and I, I'll never get rid of those they're, those are with me till the day they're going my casket uh, 
I'm I never decided on being cremated and shot into space, but um <laughs> maybe I'll have the toys cremated with me. Not a bad idea. Ooh, those Jurassic Park toys though. Oof. They did I not did. look they did not look like they just, they were the movies. That's one of my favorite. They were the dinosaurs were so cool, but the human characters. Oh, oh I never got the dinosaurs. I had a, I had a Velociraptor for sure. Wayne Wayne Knight's character. What the heck is his name? Nedry. Dennis Nedry. Dennis yeah. Nedry. Go look up his Jurassic Park one figure. It does not look like him. Just get the dinosaurs. Those <laughs> just get the, the dinosaurs. Yeah. With the teeth, the, 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 the chunks like, out of them. Yeah, that's the scene that my daughter decided that it's too scary and she's not ready to watch Jurassic Park. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. For, yeah. Yeah. Of course, I was her age when I went and saw in theaters, but whatever. My cousin was two. <laughs> my cousin was two at the drive-in. So, yeah, poor kid. Uh, excellent choice, Brian. Was there any more you wanted to add to that? Toys rule. There you go. All right. Number four is my last video game entry. It is Star Wars Battlefront, the entire series, but primarily the originals, which we're, we're talking about. We talked about it earlier. We gave our take on it. Um you know, and I don't think I really have too much to add. It, it's so iconic. The, the best, the best way to play Star Wars with the vehicles, with the various characters, um, at the various locations. It's it's uh, far above and beyond. Uh, you know, anything you could ever like. I didn't know why I wanted that game until I played it, and I was like, "This is perfect." So I'll leave it at that. I don't. I don't. We've said quite a bit about Battlefront, so yeah. that is my number yeah. four. Nice. Uh, my number four is a moment that I, it just always gives me cold chills, just how cool of a moment it is in, just in pop culture for me. And that is that moment in uh, episode one where you finally get to see Darth Maul, holds out his lightsaber, and then the second blade pops out. That moment is just so freaking cool, especially like when you're like a young guy and you see that, like, oh, I'm marked out immediately over that like this guy is freaking awesome uh so uh that's that's gotta be uh, that's gotta be my number four i'd still for whatever like i can still watch that moment today and still get cold chills just how cool that moment is just that what? it's it's done so perfectly that second blade being revealed yeah with the time with the music it was the first unique lightsaber that we had seen and obviously this is only te- i mean it was technically the fourth movie that had come out but we had never seen a double blade lightsaber. We hadn't seen a hooked handled one. We didn't see one with the cross guards. This was like the first. I think that's why it's so iconic because it's the first one that yeah. that ever came out. And uh, it's it's a thing of beauty. It's a thing of beauty. I could rewatch that over and over and over again. That scene. I don't have the, I don't have the memory though that I wish I did. Yeah, because like overall, episode one was such a unique experience for me. Because I got to see it early with like a special pass with my dad and my brother. So like the whole movie and the experience was like so iconic to me that like all of it just like got put into one. And I don't have that memory, which I did. I wish I had the, but it's not there. (laughs) It's okay. You got other memories. Yeah. I remember the first time that I saw Darth Vader. That's where uh, number four will be. Just the character Darth Vader. I believe without him being so iconic, there is no Star Wars. That is my strongest yep. hints. 
I will die on that hill. Actually, I don't even think I need to. I think everyone's no. joining me on that hill. And he's so cool. And the more you get to know about the character, the better it becomes. You know, the prequels are not, and it's not the same level of when you first see him in A New Hope. They give you where to go and see in the theaters in 77. But once knowing four, five, and six, and then like me and Johnny watching one, two, and three, we have this other appreciation for the man in the suit and what it really meant that this character, while imposing and intimidating and what we thought was one of the most iconic evil villains of all time, was actually just a really tragic character that you can feel sympathetic for. So the yeah. whole story arc, the suit, the voice, you know, the red lightsaber, even as boring as it was in the first movie in A New Hope, um, Darth Vader's like the coolest villain of all time. He's going to be yeah. like the most easily recognizable villain, right? He's got to be up there for sure. I I would certainly agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's a strong it's a strong but fair statement that I, if if Vader didn't come off as badass as he did, Star Wars might not have worked out. Right. I think I think it's a very fair assessment. It could yeah. have been a one and done. When your story is good versus evil, you need the evil to really stand out. And yes, he most certainly does. Yeah, sure does. Think of the balls on Lucas by having him not actually get killed off on screen. Yeah, yeah. Especially the you're talking about like a New Hope when he just didn't yeah. really die; he just kind of yeah, flew you, off. Yeah, yeah that, that's how you chose to eliminate that bad guy, which was everyone was able to walk away from that movie and have a conversation of, "Do you think he actually died?" Right. I, I bet he's alive still. Yeah. I hope are we getting Are we one. getting another? Right. Are we right. getting another movie? Yeah. Yeah. It's quite the quite the uh, the cliffhanger there. But that is also because he didn't know if he was going to be able to make another movie. So they, yeah. Really taking a chance there. Left yeah. it open, and thirty years later, we got it. We would have got a shitty sequel to it. That, <laughs> <laughs> like, like this new Ferris Bueller spinoff. Like, oh yeah, oh no, god, don't it. even bring that up. Thank God, <laughs> thank God, we had the holiday special to keep that franchise afloat until the yeah. Came out. Sure did. I loved. I loved that episode. Thank uh, you, Arthur. B. Arthur should be on our list. She should. <laughs> Let me I haven't got to my number one yet, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Saint. <laughs> All right. My number three, I'm going to go with just lightsabers in yes. general. When you're growing up playing, you know, whatever, right? I used to do uh, all sorts of stuff. You used to, you know, used to do like cowboys and Indians and all sorts of things or knights. Like you do like these, these sword fighting things. Like anybody can have a sword fight lightsabers are a different story there's just something special about the art of the lightsaber like it's that one thing that people wish that they had in real it's one of the few like things that people wish they had in real life and people have tried to emanate it you know all the various toys like johnny you mentioned the darth fate uh, darth maul lightsaber one of my earliest memories is at the house that i grew up in before we had moved in when it was my grandparents house I had a Luke a Luke lightsaber that lit up, and my dad had the Darth Vader, and he, we 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 made it completely dark, and we did like a like a, a lightsaber battle like in the attic, and it was like it was like 
surreal. Like he was just chasing me, trying to, you know, beat the shit out of me. Just, just, you know, out of fun. But I was like, like that, I was probably four or five years old. And that's one of my earliest, like, memories, period, um, is, is that, is that moment. It's just, just that, and, you know, later on, you know, when me and my cousin, Nico, we found, like, random, like, tree limbs, like sticks, and we asked for paint, and we painted up and made our designer own lightsabers, and we used those, uh, and we did that. Um, you know, they got the Hasbro Force Effects ones, and it, just the way that they're utilized in the movies, you know, it, the, the the various fights, the Anakin versus Obi-Wan, you know, battles, and, and, and so much more. It, it, it's cool. Like, even when you were playing, like, you know, with your imagination, you make the humming sound. And then, you know, you add in the sound effects. And I thought that was, it was so cool. So the lightsabers just in general is like one of the cool, it, it's the best fictional weapon of all time. In my, in my opinion. And uh, it's, 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 it's really cool, man. It's, Agreed it's, completely. Yeah. Easily recognizable by anyone, even if you don't care about Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, they might've used laser swords before. They might have used like the maybe like Flash Gordon or so. I don't know. I've never seen Flash Gordon. But this is another level. They, they yeah, people like forever. They don't call them laser swords. They're lightsabers. No matter what what they are, what they're from, it it's like when people call standard tissue Kleenex, right? Yeah. No, Kleenex is just a brand of and video tissue. games or Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly that. No, lightsabers are the definitive term for for laser swords. So uh, that is my number three. I mean, even to the point where. Uh, they're such a part of the lexicon uh, that, like, one of the recent and the last season of Rick and Morty, one of the episodes was all about a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so cool. Just so much, like, just so much imagination stuff. With we had a whole collection of lightsabers that like lit up, and and we, I remember my brother got the one. It was the Anakin Skywalker episode three when he got it for his birthday. It was clear, but it would change from blue to red you could change it with the hit of a button and it was oh it was so cool i love that you, thing and when he struck a child they went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> a youngling yeah we're young younglings here yeah <laughs> i'll just do this right now uh i'll flip flop my two and three and i'll make lightsabers my three as well excellent all right excellent. My, well my three is the battle on indoor with the ewoks and the uh, at STs, uh, one of my all the thing that literally hooked me to Star Wars, where I know where this was going to be the thing that I love is all the different ways that these little furry te- uh, teddy bears took out these walking uh, death machines. <laughs> it's just like just such a fun. This is what I'm saying: where Star Wars could be goofy and yet serious. Because all this one thing, you have all these fun ways of taking these out, and on top of that, you see an Ewok get killed, like get blown away. Yeah. And and as a little kid, I'm like, oh my god, they just killed this awesome teddy bear, you know. And I do remember, uh, like the older people being like, oh, those Ewoks are so stupid. And I'm like, man, what are you talking about? These Ewoks freaking rule, man. I love Ewoks, always will. Uh, and it's mainly because it's again. Brian said it before. This is my first movie that I ever saw of Star Wars that hooked me. And uh, as you'll be able to tell from the rest of my list going forward, just so you know, uh, they may also be Jedi related. But uh, just this, just like when uh, you know they roll in where the where they chop the two ends of a tree and it smashes the head of that one 
uh, at ST. Oh, yeah, all yeah. these fun things that happens of how they take them out. It's just such a, it, it was almost like, uh, sort of like Home Alone before Home Alone. <laughs> In a, in a weird way. And it was, wasn't it? Yeah, they were going to kind of set these traps for these uh, walkers and take them out instead of, uh, you know, the two criminals. But, uh, yeah, so that's got to be my number three. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. All right, gentlemen, we are on to our top two. And I'm going to go with uh, – I'm just going to go with the Skywalker family in general. And, of course, I've said many a time, I love Anakin, Darth Vader. Um, I love a – uh, a, a protagonist slash antagonist that is that feels human on an emotional level it is so emotionally flawed that he's that, that there's instances where that character is relatable, um, you know, uh, and of course his you know relationship with Padme you have Luke and Leia like it's one it's it's a family that's so dysfunctional. <laughs> Like in a, in a in a in a kind of sad tragic way that you're always like oh what if this happened and they could all have been together or you know what I mean like oh what if Darth Vader had survived Return of the Jedi and him Luke and Leia could be together or what if Anakin ever turned to the dark side and and all four of them could have lived together you know and it there's always like there's so much connecting them but they're such great characters I hate main like there's a lot of mainstream things that I dislike. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to think of some comparisons right now, but like, oh, you, you know, they're the focal point. You have to like, you know, have to like this certain character. Like it happens with wrestling all the time, right? Okay. This is our face to the company. You have to like it. No, I yeah, don't. When you're force fed stuff. Yeah. Yes. The Skywalkers are the only like front and center characters that I've never gotten sick of until Ray, until Ray said, she's a Skywalker. <laughs> that pissed me off. But <laughs> Everything else, like the whole family dynamic, like them being front and center, this being the Skywalker saga. Um, oh, yeah, like Iron Man. Like I got tired of Iron Man. Uh, the X-Men movies for Fox made me despise Wolverine. The Star Wars movies never made me hate the Skywalkers. So the, the way that they're portrayed and all the lore behind them and the books, the video games, uh, everything in between. So uh, the Skywalker family is my number two. Great, great, great pick. Uh, my number two is definitely on the heels of what you just said because it's the fight in Return of the Jedi of Luke and Vader. That was, to me, the not the best lightsaber duel because I already said that one, but to me it's the most important uh, for my fandom especially because that's the one that I saw that I was like, these fights are really, really cool. Uh, and just the score that's behind it as these two are fighting father and son, just all the emotion that's behind it on top of that and how it ends. Uh, it's just such an incredible moment. I love It's my favorite uh, duel. Maybe my favorite fight in all pop culture is this fight right here. Just not only because of how cool it is, but just because of what it means and how it makes you feel as you're watching it with everything that's on. I mean, there's a lot at stake here. <laughs> oh, this yeah. Fight. Yeah. So Brian, that's my number two. Did I cut off your number three? No, he agreed no, with no, you. No, his I, was what I yours was. That's what. It, okay, that's right. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. I was like, oh shit. No, no we're no. good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, I will. I had the ability to uh, flip these two because it didn't really matter to me. That's his I, mutant ability. He can flip <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> uh, 
By the way, uh, because you are taking um, the Skywalker family, you are forced to take Ray. It's not my choice. <laughs> yeah, every family's She's got a- one. Yeah, yeah. there you every go. Family's got one. All right, Brian, what's your, who's your what's your number two? Number two is force abilities. Just all of them: force push, force pull, uh, being able to throw the lightsaber and it come back like a boomerang. Force lightning. Force uh, survive in space. The unusability of force speed at times that really should be used, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I think we've all been that kid that when you're going into the grocery store with your parents, yes, you to say your that, hand yeah. and open up the door goes open. I still do no, that shit. I stare at something like a remote that's too far to reach, and I'm just like, uh, if I could just it's such a lame use of the ability, but it's like the most common one for me. It's just like anything slightly out of reach. Just if I could be able to just suck that to my hand right now, yeah. that'd be awesome. And if I you think- and Dan ever do an eat, sleep list thing where, where you do like convenient uses of the force, please let me know. And I will, I will <laughs> drop everything to be a part of that. Like, like, like how would having the force make your life easier on a daily basis? I think that will be a fun top 10 list. That is a great topic. We'll save it. Or um, I got to get it out of the way before you have the baby because you said you would drop anything. Yeah, I don't want to drop the baby. I've heard that's not a good thing to do. Baby. No. <laughs> and we've heard your love of Anakin. No, I'm just kidding. Expelled <laughs> over and over on this podcast. Yeah, it's no. pretty sad. You got to make sure people know that you're joking nowadays, but you do. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> entire, yes. entire. Yeah. Slave one, slave one. Um, <laughs> Damn it. The force ability, force choke, it's so badass. I just love all the different things. And if you go into Legends, there's so many more abilities out there. So learn them all. They're super fun. And if you get the cards, there's like cool trading cards you can get. And it'll show you like the breakdown of what things they can do really well. Interesting. Yes. Very cool. I've imagined force lightning and force choke several times in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all have. Yeah, when I'm alone in my be- when I'm alone in my bedroom, like, man, if I could just force choke myself. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had a bigger erection. <laughs> <laughs> when I hold my lightsaber, I just want to force choke. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love us. All right, gentlemen. We're on to our number ones. Uh, my number one is the music, uh, which Johnny had already mentioned. Uh, I like to say that there is a Disney song for, or Disney song, yeah, Disney song for everything. And I feel like every mood, you could play a Disney song for it. And I feel like Star Wars has that as well. Um I got to be honest, I listen to Star Wars music more than I do probably regular music. Um, I listen to it at work frequently. Um, I listen to the car. I love it. My favorite thing is when I'm picking my wife up from work and I'm bringing her home. And she's like, why is it so quiet? And I'm it's because I don't want to listen to Star Wars music in front of her because she'll be in front of me. <laughs> or, why is it, or, or why is it? Or why is it? I mean, obviously it's fun, but it's like, yeah. Or, or why is why is the radio turned up so loud? Like she'll switch it from like the Bluetooth mode to the radio mode. She's like, why is the music so loud? And I'll just be sitting there knowing that I was just listening to Duel of the Fates on like the max volume. Yeah. Um, I it's it's you know it's got me through workouts uh you know i used to 
we we used to me and my cousin when we do the like the sticks it, our painted lightsaber sticks and we'd battle we would rewind star wars episode one vhs to the beginning of the credits where the duel of fate song started and just do it like fight and then when it was done rewind it and do it all over again yep. that's how like great that song was so um so many just iconic and they bring they make you feel they make you feel they bring you back to like seeing those scenes and they make you feel like you're in them and i think that's the best part about it so the music is my number one Real quick, I want to put you guys on the spot. Favorite song, favorite theme, um, or I mean, we all love Dual Fates, but that's a gimme. I'm gonna go either Battle of the Heroes. It's weird, Battle of the Heroes and Anakin versus Obi Wan. They're like the same song, but they're named differently. Um, either that one or the Emperor's the the, the Emperor's theme. I thought I was going to say Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> you messed up my groove. I'd watch that crossover. Hell yeah. <laughs> you messed up my groove. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that'd be really funny. Somehow, David Spade return. Uh, <laughs> man, that's tough. Uh, there's so many. I mean, it's all just iconic. I mean, my original answer would be Duel of the Fates because I just love that one so much. Or the one that plays during the uh, the Jedi the last fight with Vader and Luke, or I mean, just Imperial March is so freaking cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I don't take any of those any day. I love Leia's theme. It is a nice. Oh one, yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't know if it's called Padme's. I don't know if it's Padme's theme, but it's a do do oh across the stars across the stars all that one too yeah it's a good one yeah across the stars the love theme they call it yeah so much much better than a dialogue for sure all right uh my number one is just a name and that name is luke skywalker that's my number one my He's in my top five all-time favorite characters of anything. Is Luke Skywalker? Uh, he's the reason I got into Star Wars and loved it. Uh, it, you know, when you're a kid and you just see this character, you you immediately want to root for him. He's so easily easy to root because he's fairly steadfast in knowing right and wrong. Uh, but also, you understand his struggles because that's his dad, right? And it's just that internal struggle, yet he overcomes it. Despite all the odds against him, he's not able to be turned when most of us probably would be, myself included. Uh, just so much easier just to go with the flow, you know, uh, but yeah. not Luke. And uh, my favorite Jedi is Luke. My favorite Star Wars character is Luke in. I could not do a top 10 list without making anybody else number one besides Luke Skywalker. Excellent. Oh, glad he made the list. Well, I match Matt once again. Music is my number one as well. Hey. And it's really because it, it took it to another level. And I do find myself just humming it without even listening to it stuck in my head and um it, it's i don't know man it really just it it's important and 
I don't have many other movies that I listen to outside of ones that John Williams did that I would pick out that I would say that the music is just as important as any of the characters. Yes. So that just shows how impactful and powerful it's been. Uh, but yeah, John Williams and the amazing scores that he put out for all the Star Wars properties. Yep, John Williams, obviously, like you said before, the goat. The goat. Uh, I do and have to recommend. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, do he it. does not want to retire. Uh, I did tell Brian about this a couple months ago, but there's a guy by the name of Samuel Kim who does a lot of remixes. He has his own interpretations of a lot of Star Wars music. Some of it's a little bit more, uh, um, got a lot more bass to it. Yeah, it's very, it's very intense. There's a nice Spotify playlist of it. Um, there's a couple other, uh, a lot of, a lot of good Star Wars music remixes that I highly uh, invite people to check out as well. That are, um. That are I say just just as good and nice interpretations of of Star Wars music, but um, I mean excellent. one of my one of my favorite things in the Lego Star Wars games is the different uh, interpretations of the music. Like you get the elevator music of the Star Wars, you know, just how they do that. It's just uh, just I so like fun. The, the disco Star Wars theme, from yeah, Jabba's sail bar, sail bar <laughs> yes. from the complete saga. I always thought that there's was like cool. a there's like a rock and roll part on on there of the Star Wars too, where you. Uh, when you're in playing Jedi, it's so good. Oh, the Gamorrean guards are rocking out with the reaxes. Yeah. 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 So excellent, everybody. That is it. We did our top 10 things that we love, uh, that Star Wars, you know, things that make us happy. Reasons why we always find ourselves coming back uh, to this franchise, to this property. Um, Brian, Johnny, I want to thank you guys for kind of, you know, making this, uh, a thing. I'm glad we got to do it once a month for the last almost two years. Uh, you know, a lot of my other shows, you don't get to talk about Star Wars a whole lot. Like panel discussion, we did a little bit. Um, we did when there's stuff going on, but just to have this constant outlet where I get to uh, unload. And I appreciate you guys for for listening. Um, you know, and I'm glad that we. It, it was the three of us every single time. Uh, I think that meant that means a lot to me that. You know, it was no, hey, let's find a sub or, hey, I'm out this month. It's, hey, we're going to do this and we're going to do it together. And uh, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, uh, you're going to get me a little misty out here. I agree. Uh, this, the main reason, I don't think Brian knows this, but there was a time where I had so many shows and I was like, I got to, I, I can't keep doing this. And I would talk to Matt. And I was like, man, what about the Star Wars show? Because it kind of would always sneak up on me. But then I was like, man. I can't get rid of something where I get to talk to Brian and Matt at the same time about Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, so I just couldn't do it. Uh, it this show really does mean a lot, and especially, uh, I mean, me and Matt were already close, but Brian, uh, you know, this made us uh, become really good friends, and I'm very grateful for that. And that's what Star Wars does. I mean, Matt, you said that as one of your top ten. is It's something people can bond over, and that's that's what's happened here. And I'm, if thank you to everybody who's listened to on top of that. Uh, we're so grateful for this, but it's mainly for being able to do this with uh, two of my really good friends. So that was going to be, and when I was coming down, I left a spot open. Uh, um, I had nine going into this right up until we were recording. And I was going to put there at number one was being able to do this podcast, um, being able to bond over and gush about and slam and make fun of, and just, Honestly, I, of all the podcasts I've done, and you know it's hard to really pick, but 
some of these moments have been some of my favorite moments of recording a podcast because it's you two guys, uh, some of my best friends, um, Johnny, a hundred percent. I, I so grateful that this was something we were able to do together and we've become lifelong friends. I know because yep. of this and even though we're hundreds and hundreds of miles apart, you know, for a, once a month, we were, you know, basically like on top of each other and i love how it felt yeah like gambit and wolverine <laughs> or like wolverine and gene gray <laughs> gene! Gene! Yeah. <laughs> but as we already said you know this is just it's goodbye for now we don't right we don't need to slam the door close forever and say we're never doing this podcast again just Let's let some stuff build up. That's a, I think a real nice bonus about this is think of all the properties we could cover in 10 years from now when we come back. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. There's so much, you know, maybe another trilogy, maybe some others, you know, a lot of brand new shows, movies, pretty sweet video games. Lord knows. Lord knows. So, but thank you all for uh, being a part of this journey with us. We love and appreciate each and every one of you. Um, and may the force be with you. And we'll talk to you uh, hopefully some other time down the road uh, with the area of grievances. And, of course, fuck the Empire. <laughs> <laughs>